Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Casting recording at all. It's probably good because I started off once I thought it went live with the cough. Like I've been struggling the last few few days. Uh the lungs have not been cooperating as they should. Um and you know, like the title of my podcast that I created, I don't know, it might have been a year and a half ago. Uh, I was moving forward, no breaks. And it seems like the only thing I've been doing is taking breaks and not moving forward at all with this podcast. Um, it's been one issue or another or an excuse after another. I have to just call it what it is. And I had like this message I wanted to get off uh, probably Saturday, but I let the, the events of the day uh, and I kept pushing it back, kept pushing it back. So that, so it never came to fruition. And then having this inability to talk successfully uh, for a long period of time, I'm like, oh, that was my latest excuse. Um, but um, God puts people in your path, uh, push you, who challenge you to do things that you typically wouldn't want to do um and today i'm like uh, maybe i should just listen to this person um even though i do not feel like being on the mic even though i don't feel like talking i would rather be on my couch uh watching the television even though most of the shows i've been watching recently have not been that great and i keep rewinding and rewinding because I'm not paying attention to what's being presented to me. Um, but yeah, so I am trying to move forward. Um, cause I actually had a post that I, I saved. Uh, let me pull it up. It was a post. Maybe I took a picture. My phone has been running out of memory because I take a lot of photos and don't, Activate my cloud, so I didn't save it, but I know I shared it on LinkedIn. Um, but it 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 kind of put things in perspective as far as me being um, I won't say lackadaisical, but uh, well, it's in the vein of lackadaisical, but just a, a procrastinator. That's what it is, procrastination. You always want things to just be like precise, perfect. Like I want my voice to be perfect. I want my lungs to be perfect. I want the the image in the background. Look, I need to turn on that light for those who are viewing this this show. 
uh, which there is none because I see zero. So I'm presenting to myself. But honestly, some messages I just need to hear. The world maybe doesn't need to hear. Um, but it's like, let me give credit to the person, Edgar Allen Doe. That's his Twitter or X name, whatever you want to call the platform now. Your first workout would be bad. Your first podcast will be bad. This is probably like six. Uh, so it's like badish. Uh, your first speech will be bad. Your first video will be bad. Your first anything will bad will be bad. And some people do well on some first and then you find out they're naturals. But then when they try to get back into it, you're like, oh, I need to practice more. It just everything just doesn't work as smoothly as that first time. But you can't make your hundredth without making your first. So put your ego aside and start. So seeing this post and then getting this 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 prodding from this individual who's been like a I'll just say a, a key friend, uh, a beneficial friend I've had the last several months, uh, and eventually I'll be sharing at some point in time what's transpired. Um, because it's been a difficult month, not difficult month. It's been a difficult year. And, but I'm in a good space right now. And, but the thing is like, as a believer, um, we're not promised everything will be perfect. We're not promised everything will be great. Uh, some things may catch us off guard. Some things may put us in a position where like, wow, um, I never knew, knew this could happen to me. And the funny thing, um, so I'm in my, uh, my job, uh, I attend some uh, department meetings uh, from other departments or other divisions, which is, it has a, a group of departments, but it's not really mine, but I, I, I join because what they do impacts me and what I do impacts them. Uh, but uh, the assistant soup for that division, he shared his, his story, how he got to this point. And it was, I knew some things, but I didn't know everything. And there was quite a series of highs and quite a series of lows. So then uh, this week, one of the directors shared and she had some highs and some lows. And it caused, because I'm like, I have some highs, like I have a story, like I have a story prior to what's been going on this year, but it's like, this is life. Like, um, God didn't say like, there would be smooth sailing like forever. Like you might have these seasons where you're just on top, but then there's also those seasons when you're low. And that's also sometimes where you find out who was really there for you. And you find out who, who wasn't. And God reveals and exposes certain things about them and about you. He exposes your character and things that he wants to develop and build. And that's been the season right now for me. Like, I have to know who I am and work on those things that I have flaws on. Uh, because God wants to, to use me, but he can't use me with certain issues in my life that have been just uh, left unaddressed for periods of time. Um, but sometimes we're just thrown in these, these wilderness, these wilderness experiences. Um, 
And it, it just, it's frustrating when you don't have control, like you're thrown into these, these events and these, these seasons of chaos and you're like, you have no control. And I know for like type A personalities, they love control. They love like, like that's, they're organized, but sometimes it's organized to an extent where it's unhealthy. Like it like really irritates them. And I tell you, like when I first got married, me and my wife were complete opposites. <laughs> Excuse me. In this area organization i have a lack of organization and so i'm dependent on her and vice versa but uh one of the things especially early on when we're dating um like i would go in the refrigerator pull something out and put it back in she would actually go into the refrigerator open it up and like situate it as she saw it should be fit to be in there so like her ocd was at that level at that point in time over the course of time she realized like she couldn't <laughs> clean me up to that extent and had to just leave things be. But type A personalities have that mentality. Like they like things organized. They like to know certain things and have it all placed. You look at at their calendars. You can look at how their whole life is structured. People like me, my life is not structured. There's no like, oh, I have to be here at this time or this of course you have my regular appointments like i go to work and stuff like that but like more like easy go with the flow i don't have this rush or this anxiety when things don't happen the way they should happen of course there's uh, there's exemptions there's certain things are like okay like well, it, it irks me but like just let's say like my clothes like it's organized confusion like but i know where those clothes are like even though it looks like a mess I would always know when like stuff was moved. Like, no, I know that I put that sock in the corner over there. Who moved the sock? So it's things like that, like it's organized, confusing. But the thing, my point is we all have this aspect of needing to control our lives. That's how we function. We need to control in some semblance. So when your life is thrown into like this chaotic cycle where you can't control that causes issues that causes frustration that causes fear anxiety it's unknown because now you have to depend you're depending on something outside of yourself you're depending on an entity you're trusting in something outside of yourself and a lot of us can't do that even when it's God. Because sometimes God is the one who allows that chaos in our life. And I, yeah, like I have testimonies and stories, like I stated before, like I can share like events where God just allows certain situations in my life. And it was difficult, but it caused me to trust him. It caused me to depend on him more caused me to seek him and so i'm at that point now where i've been seeking him like what is the reason what's next how long why you have all these questions then at the end of the day it's like i trust you god because we have to believe that he's the god who stated that he works all things together for the good of those who love them and 
and are called according to his purpose. And I often use this. My favorite story is Joseph. And I probably said it a million times on the four or five podcasts that I have on here. It's like, I love the story of Joseph. My son's name is Joseph. And I like the story of Joseph back to the point because life has its ebbs and flows. It goes up, it goes down. And Joseph had a series of highs, series of lows. Well, before he even got to his highs, he had, it seemed like all lows, one low after another. But the key thing that always stuck out was like, but God was with him. And to my point in chapter 50, it was like, Jacob, his father died and his brothers were, um, his brothers were like, oh, he's going to pay us back for the wrong we did. And he stated to his brothers, he says, what you meant for evil, God used it for good. Not only to save you guys, but basically save a multitude of people. So like God is doing something in the midst of this trial, in the midst of this situation. And there's power in the audio. There's power in voice. And I believe even though there's zero people watching, I'm speaking to myself because I need to hear the word going out so it can come back into me. You know how you resolve situation. And that was part of the reason I wanted to do this podcast just to get it out of my chest, because I think these excuses and these situations will allow me to be dormant and not use the voice that God has given me to speak out and to hear and reconsume basically that word that goes out. So God is doing something and God is outside of time looking at the situations, orchestrating people's situations. He's moving this person. He's like, I am not, he's not surprised by anything. He knows the, the amount of hairs. I got like some thin hairs. So I get my hairs are reducing. So his count is not so high for my, for me at this point in time, but he knows every aspect about us. And he's like, I already have that taken care of, have that taken care of. I plan for you to learn something right here. I plan for you to meet this person right here. I plan for you to pour into that person right there. I plan you to just sit right there. I plan you to move forward right there. I plan for you to do this. I plan for this to happen. And he already knows the pieces, the puzzles, the events. Every, nothing is a surprise for him. So he's not anxious. He's not worried. He's not frantic. Everything will come in the time that he has set. And he's asking us to trust him. And when we don't trust him, because we try to do things in our own strength. We try to bring forth the resolution or the solution, I should say, in our own power. Because we need that control. We need to be the pilot. God is not sufficient. God is uh, taking too long. God will not fulfill what he said he would do. Um, and so then we have this... Uh, this uh, this Ishmael. 
we create this Ishmael. That's God spoken and promise. It's going to come through this seed, through this person, at this time that I set. They were like, maybe God meant this. So we're going to do it this way because this makes more sense to me. And God's going to bless this. And I feel confident that he's blessing this because it's happening as I thought in my mind. Um, so yeah, I got on. So the reason I wanted to do this podcast and I should have did it when it was fresh, but I had many excuses. Like it was on my mind Saturday. Cause I'm like this year, seven, eight months, I was thinking like all this negativity, all this negative, where would I be? Where would certain relationships be if during this seven months, it was filled with positivity, love, care, intentionality, all the stuff that God wants us to do in our relationships, obedience, submission, sacrifice, rather than anger, frustration, doubt, attitude, like just pouring unhealthy, unhealthy for several months where would this relationship be if it was flip? And so, and, and even just listen to this message. So I'll, I'll go with what I got on Saturday and then I can tie it in with some part of this message I got on, on Sunday. Um, so I was reflecting on that and then all of a sudden, um, trying to think of it. it was a series so like god puts people in my life and so i have a person like who's pushed me to be on this podcast to do something to turn off the tv and be productive uh and actually i'm like like i said like type a you have the type a's and then you have those that are type b i guess uh so i'm like let me just listen to this person uh even though sometimes I don't want to, I want to sit and chill. I'm like, let me listen. Let me just, I won't say be obedient, but let me see. Okay. This, there may be something to it. Get me out of my bubble. Get me out of my comfort zone and do um, what I should be doing. That I feel like there'll be some kind of fruit or some product as a result. Cause there is no product. When I watch TV, I just killed several hours of time and didn't do anything. I feel, I won't even say I feel relaxed because sometimes I feel tired. Like, like I was meant for more than this. Uh, I won't mention the shows that I watch because they're some of them pretty late. Um, but how did I, I transition from that? Oh, so, uh, I happened to lose, like, uh, I changed my regimen of what I was eating and stuff this past week. Um, still continuing on right now, but I happened to lose, like, 10 pounds in three days. And I looked at myself on the scale, and I was like, I've been trying to get under 200 pounds for a while. Excuse me. Um, I've been, I don't 
last few years as a result of like not going to the gym as much, just playing basketball or anything like that. 207, 211, 213. I think the highest I was at like in October, because I started noticing like a gut. Like when you've been like one who's been athletic, always active, had a high metabolism, you think when you're younger, you think that's going to last forever. And then at the same time, still have that same poor diet when you're eating pizza, carbs, hamburgers, sweets, junk food, drinking all the the lovely sweet juices, the simply raspberry, but my favorite, <laughs> simply cranberry. And I mix it with that uh, that ginger ale with some one Seagrams or something like that. It's it's the bomb. Uh-huh. And I started drinking a lot. I hadn't drunk sodas in like years. And then now I'm like on this Dr. Pepper kick. And so like, so I got up to 217 and then I seen a picture of myself when we're doing a podcast and I'm like, is that me? And I saw this gut. And then I kept saying, I'm going to work on it, I'm going to work on it. And even my fellow coworkers like, it's your fault you're that bad. Uh, you need to work on it. And I'm like, and I never made progress. And there were certain things like I knew I should stop doing and stop eating and start, but I'm like, and there were certain specific things even that God told me to do, but it's like, um, I didn't want to. Uh, So now things are kicking in right now. So like I'm mentioning the foods that I'm eating and you see all the videos, there's videos on defects of sugar, um, how it, it it's almost like cocaine it's like a dopamine it, it it it's an addiction sugar like we have sugar and everything well sugar processed food all that like we consume and i was even like even my kids like i feed them we feed them a lot of unhealthy food chicken nuggets even if it's from chick-fil-a it's still not healthy healthy that's what i'm saying it's not healthy fried foods uh, a lot of that without the greens, without the vegetables, without the fruit. And so, so I was like, I was think I was like, I'm finally below 200 pounds, but so I was been working out. So I was 217, but I think I may have gotten down to 204. And then I know recently can start eating bad again. I think the start of year when things start happening, I went back to 207, 211, something like that. But uh, I think a week ago, it was like 205. So I think I actually lost more than 2,000. Because the day I weighed myself, I was 192. Yes. Um, 192. And that was like my, so my ultimate goal was getting down to my honeymoon. Week. And I did. And I could, the people started knowing because even my clothes were super loose too. Um, and it didn't help when I, for those who are watching, you normally see me with a beard. Uh, it's in its stubble phase right now because I shaved it all. So then my face looks super skinny. I look completely different. Um, so yeah, 
you know, like I'm at least it wasn't to the point where like, you know, you lost too much weight and you're like, uh, you look sick. Uh, you need to put some more weight on. So I didn't get to that point, but I lost a lot of weight. Um, like even when your mom, cause you know, your mom is always the one, the, the, the critical friend who has to be true, truly, uh, honest and blunt. Like, I know I have a flat booty cause my mom has ingrained in me, in me that I have a flat booty. I have no butt. Uh, but she's like, you lost weight. You look like you lost weight. So when your mom speaks that, yeah, you know, it's true. So I'm like, yeah, I lost weight. Um, so I was obedient basically to what God. So then that's how I got below that 200 pound. But the thing is, this is the thought that transpired in my mind. There's a benefit we can shorten our lives by our habits, our activities. Like we have the liberty as believers to, we have the freedom. It says all things are permissible, but all things are not beneficial for us. So we have these liberties. We have the liberties to eat anything. We have the <laughs> liberties to do pretty much anything. But is it beneficial? There's certain reasons why God gave the Jewish people dietary um, laws because certain things were not really beneficial. And so <laughs> this is the thought. Knowing that sugar is a killer, knowing that even especially in the black culture, certain foods we eat are full of grease, is super shiny. This is light. Need to work on it. But um, full of grease that clog our arteries. Um, we have high blood pressure. We have high everything. Diabetes. Like I said, the drinks and stuff. Like I can drink those simply lemonades. I could drink one in the, the 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 is it thirty two ounce or sixty four? I don't know. I could drink that in a whole day. I can drink that in a day. Certain foods, hamburgers, whatever, I would eat that on a regular. Uh, and lately, yeah, this year I've just been eating out, eating out, eating out, and it's all been bad food. And so the thing is, this is the point. So these things that are actively killing me, I'm sending up a prayer to God to bless it. I want God to bless this very thing that is killing me. And I don't realize it's killing me. I don't realize it's short because I like that instant gratification. I love the way it tastes. I love the way it goes down. But afterwards, I feel like crap, of course. But I love in that moment how everything tastes, those senses, like there's something about food and everybody has their, their food of choice. There's something about it that it just makes, it puts you in a place. And then for me to wash it down with the drink that I choose that I love. Yeah, I don't do beer, I don't know, alcohol, I just do sugary drinks. It just makes me feel like I'm in heaven. And then I can lay down on my couch and watch television. Then if my kids want, 
we'll eat some popcorn. And if I have licorice, I'll eat licorice. And I'm just in this place of like, ah, asking consistently for God to bless these portions of food that are actively killing me. And then the thought came into my mind. Because I think I shared a video with a friend who shared some stuff. Basically, she created an Ishmael thinking it was God. Then I had to think of moments in my life where I felt it was an Ishmael. And so I wrote this post because maybe it bring more clarity. I'm already 30 minutes into talking, but let me share. Let me present, share my screen for those who are watching on YouTube. For those who are listening, I'm just going to read it for you. Don't mind the pictures on the side. That's just me being silly. Uh, So I wrote, so I decided to listen to God and lost over 10 pounds in three days. This is a, a residual effect of what I was seeking, which came after the three days. Funny how I've been striving the past several years to get back to that, my honeymoon week, to no avail, trying in my own way. When then the minute I become obedient, God puts my desires into place. Well, it's not desires, the manifestation of my desires into place. I spent years consuming food that was not beneficial, but during each meal, asking God to bless it despite knowing its long-term negative implications. I've always been focused on its immediate rewards, having God bless unhealthy habits that affect the longevity and quality of my life, also impacting the lives of those around me. If my life is cut short or dependent on others to take care of me, was not considered in each bite I took for self-gratification. It brings to mind as I reflect on this year. All the energy spent on doing things my way, creating an Ishmael, desiring God to bless that what he said when he said the blessing is only coming through Isaac. What Ishmaels have you created that you want God to bless that he won't? We say we are suffering because the Lord put us in this situation while God is saying, no, you assumed I would bless that situation, quote unquote, Ishmael, that you created, which I won't and will actually bring strife on your destiny that I didn't intend to have on it. That suffering is a result of your free will, and you brought that upon yourself with your choices. Don't let your Ishmael counterfeit as an Isaac. I'm just talking. Time to podcast. Lord bless my Ishmael. So yeah, that's why I'm on my my podcast five days later. Uh, But we create our own Ishmaels. And the thing is, and let me read. So that caused me to actually pick up a Bible and read the story of uh, Abraham. Abraham, a lot of the, the Old Testament stories I love because I can relate to myself. Um, but I'll just read the items that I highlighted. Hopefully they bring some sense. Well, God spoke to Abraham in 12, chapter 12, to leave 
I'll just read whatever I highlight. I think it was in chapter 18. Because he spoke to him several times. <coughs> Excuse me. Let me get some water. Hopefully it doesn't make it worse. Sometimes the cold water makes it. Mm. A tad bit worse. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. I burped on the air. Uh, verse or chapter 18, verse 10. I'm just reading the back end. Sarah, wife. Sarah your wife shall have a son. <coughs> Told you that water is just going to mess me up. Then it says, Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. But the, what I highlighted was now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. So, I think, I don't know, it was 85 and 75 at one point in time. Um, and even in like later on when they actually do the do, deed as far as fulfilling what God had promised or being obedient to what God has promised, it said in Hebrews 12 that they both did not consider the deadness of their parts. Like they were basically dead. Like, oh, this hasn't been working in a while. Uh, how can God, <laughs> there's no Viagra. There's no whatever the Cialis. I don't know what the other stuff is. The blue chew. And they didn't have all that. I think there was some, didn't, I forgot what those things Jacob used when he was uh, sleeping with both his wives that kept giving some kind of herb or something where he was just popping out more babies. But but it was a situation, like he's called the father of faith. Um, and they had to trust God, but they were like looking at their bodies like this is not going to happen, this promise that God said. Because we're both, oh, we're past the age of childbearing. And the Lord said to Abraham, is anything too hard for the Lord? And Sarah left. And I think this chapter 18 was actually yeah, it was actually after what because I Abraham was told in chapter 12 that he was going to be the father of many nations to leave the land. He was told multiple times after he lied about his wife being his, his wife is his half-sister. But he lied to the king uh, denying that they were married. God kept promising, like, I'm going to have, you're, you're going to have a seed. You're going to be the father of many nations. So, uh, let me just go to chapter 16, Hagar and Ishmael. Now, Sarah, Abraham's wife, had borne no children, and she had an Egyptian maid servant whose name was Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps, perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abraham <laughs> heeded. He didn't say he paused or interjected. He's like, well, if you say so, uh, he heeded uh, to the voice of Sarai. Then Sarai 
Abram's wife took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, and Abram, <laughs> Abram to be his wife. And Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. So, it's funny, right? So God gave a promise. They chose to do things their own way. And the moment the child was born. So Satan is a deceiver. Satan... In this message Sunday, it's like God is a creator. Satan is an uncreator. So Satan wants to destroy everything that God has established. So look at your family life. Look at your career. Look at anything that God has established or put into place. Satan wants to destroy that. And so she despised. So like that thought came up. That was the issue. She literally created the Ishmael. She said, probably... So she didn't even have faith. She didn't have faith ultimately in what God said, but then she's like, this is my plan since I need to take control because I don't trust God. I need to take control. And this should, this is the plan. Maybe God, maybe God means it this way. So probably the seed will come to come out of this. So immediately she despised Hagar after the child was conceived. Sorry, my uh, my my life coach is texting me, disrupting me. Stop disrupting me, life coach. If you hear this message, <laughs> and then I call. So probably, so she didn't have faith, so she created her own own Ishmael. So, and and for. Abraham, that instant gratification. Because sex is just for especially guys, this instant gratification. We don't look at the long-term effects of certain decisions, of certain choices, because we need this now. And we don't consider the ramifications, how it impacts our legacy, our future, our family, with the poor choices that we make. I've made mine. Uh, so we create these Ishmaels. And, and the crazy thing is we, we think God has blessed these, these, uh, these Ishmaels. And ultimately, because Abraham is the father of faith, God actually speaks to Hagar because she runs out. She runs out because of the, the how ill Sarai is treating her. And then it says the angel Lord <laughs> said to her, submit yourself under her hand. And he said, I will multi multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall be counted for a multitude. And the angel Lord said to her, behold, you are with child. So she she conceives so the baby's in her and like like it's a baby when you uh, moment of conception you are with child and you shall bear a son and his name shall be Ishmael because the Lord has heard your affliction he shall be a wild man his hand shall 
be against every man and every man's hand against him and he shall dwell in the presence of his brethren. So he was basically blessing Ishmael. And the funny thing is a lot of us in churches, a lot of us believers actually create our, our Ishmaels. And then when we do see some um, positive results, we think that Ishmael is the Isaac and God is saying, no, that's your Ishmael. But because it appears to be blessed, it appears to be benefiting you, you believe that Ishmael is of God and it's actually you and your own work. So then going to 18, he promises them. Um, and then not to chapter 21, it says, and the Lord visited Sarah. He had said, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. At that set time of which God has spoken to him. So it says, as he had spoken for Sarah, conceived and bore Abraham a son in old age at the set time which God had spoken to him. So God always had a set time. But because of our impatience, we create these Ishmaels that impact our lives. And so then there's tension. And so that remember that, that one decision, that Ishmael that was created? So this is the beginning of what's transpired from that point to this very day. There's tension between the seed, between uh, the, the seed of the unpromised, the, the Ishmael and the Isaac. And so God had to speak to Abraham Abraham at this time and said, you must dismiss both the handmaiden and the child because in verse 12, he says in Isaac, your seed shall be called. It's not in Ishmael. Your promise is not in that Ishmael you created. You think it's in that Ishmael, but God says, I had great, I have greater things. I have greater promises. I have certain things that I plan and destined for you in your life. But you have this Ishmael, and this Ishmael is preventing your Isaac. You need to get rid of this Ishmael in order for your, your Isaac to be birthed and to thrive. And so, like, even thinking of my dietary practices, is like, if I want to live a long life, I can't consume death. That was one of the the, the the points in the message because uh, it was funny I had the thought in, in, in um, on Saturday then on Sunday let me see if I can go to and he said it several times and he was speaking specifically about sugar uh, and about kids eating sugar and it's death um, let me see the truth about lies. Um, there was one point that I wanted to, to read because it, it just brought into mind like we are consuming death. Where is it? Where is it? Hold on one second. Mm -hmm. 
basically we well, we invite death to be a part of us when we believe the lie. And he's like, the lie is that sugar. And so that lie is that Ishmael. It tastes good. It feels, it feels like it's benefiting our body, that instant gratification that it's bringing us, but it's actually causing death. It's actually causing death. Because that lie is loud. That lie is loud, but the truth is subtle. And you know, like even when you eat, they say like, you don't see the effects and the impact of the food you consume till five years later. Whether it's the blotchy skin or it's the, the you, <laughs> you wake up like, oh, my, my, my liver is hurting or yellow eyes. Or, that's all a result of like what we've been consuming for years. But we don't, we don't see the immediate impacts over a period of time that we see the re repercussions of those decisions, those choices, those Ishmaels that we created in our lives. And this is a warning. I'm just, just talking. So maybe some of you have some Ishmaels. Maybe some of you guys have some addiction to sugar and you can't put down that cup, you can't put down that fork, you can't put down that spoon, whatever that, that death that you were consuming, that lie, that sugar, that lie that everything is okay, everything is awesome when it's not. You're being deceived. This appears awesome, this appears good. I'm, going, I'm doing it my way and everything is working according to my plan. Until the devil removes the veil. And then you're like Sarai, despising that plan that you had. That ultimately will be the death of you. So God is speaking life. He has a promise. You guys have a promise that he has spoken to you. Are you frustrated because it doesn't look like it's coming to plan? Because you're in a chaotic situation, because you're in the wilderness and you can't see any sense of light, any sense of hope. You have no clarity. But as I stated before, the story of Joseph and even says in, with Abraham too, as he was fighting kings, it was saying, and I'll read it from Elamelech. But when he was with battling Elamelech, as far as the whales and stuff like that, water whales, it says, <laughs> excuse me, chapter 21, verse 22. And it came to pass at that time that, <laughs> excuse me, Abimelech and Fickle, the commander of his army, spoke to Abraham, saying, God is with you in all that you do. 
God is with you in all that you do. The story of Joseph, when he was in the pit, when he was in prison, it was saying God is with him. You have to understand that God is with you. And you're in that position until you realize God is with you. And he's asking you to remove the reins of your life. He's asking you to surrender. He's asking to be Lord. Not just Savior, saving you out this event, saving you. He wants to be your Lord. Daily submission. Daily sacrifice. Daily surrender to him because he is Lord. He will show you his plans for you that are good for you to prosper, for you to thrive, for you to walk into your purpose, walk in your calling. Despite what trials and situations may come against you, God is with you. And when you begin to trust in God, That blindness that veil will be removed because you know he has better plans for you. So he hears your cries. He sees what people have done to you. He's seen those who hurt you. He's seen those that have taken advantage of you. And sometimes it may be the closest people to you. So he wants you to put your heart into his hands. Let him shape, let him mold you, let him pour love into you. Because you were called to reflect him. You were called to respond as he would respond. You were called to birth an Isaac, not an Ishmael. You're called to have a high quality of life. That's not a life of without pain, issues, strife. That's going to come to all of us. But it's how you respond because there are others witnessing you because there's a bigger purpose than you. That's the point <coughs> I want to make. It's not about you. Your trial is not about you. Yes, it's about you, but as Joseph spoken, it's to save a multitude of people. It may be many, it may be one. But how you respond to the sugar in your life, 
the lies in your life? How do you respond? Are you consuming life? Are you consuming truth? Are you consuming death? That will impact those that are witnessing you in your walk. So, yeah, that was my talk. I probably have other things I could say. But, yeah, like I said, my, my voice is not the greatest. As I'm talking, it sounds pretty deep right now, like a frog is in my mouth. Yeah. Hey, ladies. No. But God is good. So I pray for any listener who's going through any trial, who's going through any situation. I pray that God just pours into your life. I pray that God works on that dead situation. Where that, uh, when your product looks as good as dead or when God waited an extra three days as that problem got even worse or it died and became smelly but God allowed it so that he gets to show his glory that what's impossible with man is possible with God he wants to show you another aspect of himself that you have yet to know. So the enemy, the weapon may be formed against you, but it shall not prosper. Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. We have to respond like David who is this uncircumcised Philistine coming against my God? So no more Ishmael's. Let's birth Isaacs. That's my word for today. I actually got one viewer. I don't know who it is. But hopefully the Lord bless you, whoever you are, if you were watching and that you heard this prayer. And I won't linger any longer. I need to drink some tea. Uh, and come back on the next go round. I'm just going to be more consistent. I promise that. Moving forward, no breaks. No more breaks. We're going to birth consistency. We're going to bring forth this Isaac in this podcast. No more Ishmael's. No more lies. No more consuming death. We're going to eat life. We're going to share life. We're going to bring forth life. And life and light is Jesus Christ. So be blessed. And I'll see you guys in the next go around. Deuces.